Yes, you will see me, and I am here. And the home of the brave. Welcome to episode 39 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And we are getting ready to drop that ball as New Year's Eve is a scant day away uh, when this podcast drops. So, uh, James, I guess the pertinent question is being the holiday season. How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? I had a very, very merry Christmas. Thank you very much. How about yourself? I can't complain. I had a pretty nice Christmas myself, family, and, uh, you know, the other stuff you usually do with, uh, at Christmas. Overeating and yeah, being yeah, merry. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff. Excellent. All Opening right. presents, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get a few presents, but um, that's that's not as Julia, my daughter, my my beloved six year old daughter, continually reminded us that is not what the Christmas season is all about. It's all about the birth of Jesus, and she was anxiously awaiting Santa bringing Jesus's birth. So uh-huh. uh, that's my girl. As I've said before on the podcast, we must be doing something right. Jedi. Amen to that. Very yeah. true. All right, good. Your niece and nephew. Did all right? Yes, they did. Thank you very much. And uh, they even gave me a nice, cool Mets-related gift for another sport, the New oh, York oh. Mets. Yeah, Club Mets, which I'm looking forward to. You get a couple of tickets and your oh, name up on the Diamond Vision cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, Do you know what tickets you get yet? Uh, there are some blackout dates and stuff like that, but it seems I have to dive into it tomorrow to, to see, or at the recording of this podcast, to see what the details are and such. But all it right. was pretty cool. I'm uh, excited about it. Yeah, no, it sounds exciting. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. All right. Well, so you should, uh, I, I guess it would be rude of us not to introduce ourselves. We went through that whole thing and we didn't even bother to introduce ourselves. So <laughs> allow me to no longer be rude and to say that uh, it's time for tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my merry co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Full of holiday cheer and perhaps some wassail? Well, I'm actually sporting a really awesome-looking jersey, which we'll get into in a little while. A gift given to me from the American Rhino, so thank you so much. I absolutely love it. And uh want to put pictures of it on our uh, our uh, Facebook page and, and Instagram and stuff like that, because I think the fans may be interested in getting their hands on a hit-the-deck jersey, too. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> I encourage them to do so. If they really desperately want one, I will let them know how they can get one. This one's mine. But before, <laughs> yes, James, James is uh, going to keep his. So <laughs> even I don't have one. That's no. how exclusive they are. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so before we continue, I would like to begin by uh, introducing a new feature on the show. Upon further review. So upon further review, I have a couple of corrections to make 
from uh, both the previous podcast episode and the scrimmage we did on Christmas. So first off, in episode 38, I was complaining about the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders who had uh, – what I said on the podcast is that he had dislocated his pinky and it caused him to fall down and, and fumble the ball on the goal line. What I meant to say was the line of scrimmage. They were not actually on the goal line at the time. It was still a very dangerous and, in my view, irresponsible play by the quarterback, but it was not quite so irresponsible as I painted it inadvertently on the podcast. So I apologize for that. <whistles> Secondly, I would like to correct a statement that I made on our Christmas scrimmage which was when I was explaining about uh, my my lines of Christmas artists, I mentioned Johnny Maestro had uh, a song called You're My Christmas Present, and that's not correct. You're My Christmas Present is actually by Jimmy Beaumont and the Skyliners. A good song in its own right, but not the song that I was intending to shout out. The actual song that Johnny Maestro and uh, some other people song is a song called All I Want for Christmas is You. Not the Mariah Carey song. It it far predates the Mariah Carey song. It is a completely different song. Uh, it is the ringtone that I have for my wife. It is sweet and romantic, and I love it. So Johnny Maestro, the late Johnny Maestro, I apologize for my indiscretion. So I just wanted to get that out there before we got any irate complaints from you, the listener, because uh, I owe you the very best and nothing but. So there you go. And on that note, I would like, James, if you would not mind rescuing this podcast by telling us what we can expect on deck for this particular show. Well, besides incredible honesty, and I don't think anybody would have caught any of those things or called us out on that. So there's a great man for you right there, the American Rhino. But to get along with this podcast, what'd you get? Even though the Christmas celebration lasts from Christmas Eve through the Epiphany and the Baptism of the Lord, I always get the post-December 25th blues. One thing that helps make the pain a bit more manageable, though, is seeing others enjoy gifts you have given and the joy you have with the gifts you have received, which begs the question, what'd you get? Rebound Shot A. Curious about what's new with the Kingsbridge Armory Ice Hockey Palace? So are we. Rebound Shot B. The Vegas Golden Knights aren't due to play their first games until next season, but they already have an opponent to beat in the U.S. Patent Office. And 2016 in review. Gary and I tried to tie up some loose ends of 2016 with those previous two segments, and now it's time to look back on some highlights of the year, and hopefully good things to look forward to in 2017. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. Highlights of 2016, huh? That's going to be tough because uh, there weren't a whole lot of those to be found. No, there weren't. So, yeah, that'll be a pretty quick segment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so I guess uh, we'll launch in to uh, what we found courtesy of Santa Slay. So I guess I'll start uh, in terms of deck hockey related Christmas gifts. The list is as short as none. I actually got zero deck hockey related gifts for Christmas, which <laughs> is unfortunate. In terms of hockey generally, uh, I did get a Rangers hat, t-shirt and pajamas. Not all together. I got them separately and they're all pretty nice. So, um, you know, that's nice. But that 
I believe, is the sum total of my hockey-related Christmas gifts. How about you? Did okay. you do any better? Well, as a matter of fact, it took overtime because uh, Mr. The American Rhino, the extremely generous American Rhino, gave me my very own official hit-the-deck hockey jersey, courtesy of Sublimation Kings, too. And I absolutely love it. Was not expecting this at all. Total surprise. It's a beautiful-looking jersey. We'll put it up for you to... Uh, You'll understand why I'm gushing over it so much because it's so well designed. It's it's a cool looking jersey. It's got great color schemes on it. I love the even the, the design of the logos and, and numbers themselves and it really shows the greatness of the hit the deck package. And um the t shirt that Gary had had designed that you can buy, it's was awesome, but this jersey is just I I don't want to say it's even cooler, but maybe it is. But uh, you know, I I just I really love it so much. So this is the only deck hockey related gift I got this Christmas. Well, I don't want to take sole credit for the design of this jersey. I did have the help of the people at Sublimation Kings. It was kind of a co-design, so I I do want to give them the credit that they deserve for putting together a really uh, really sharp looking jersey. So I'm glad James is happy with it. Uh, I hope. Whoever sees a picture of it likes it. I hope, uh, you know, it is visually interesting enough to warrant, uh, hey, that's kind of cool. So, you know, I guess that part's on you. Yeah, there's really, and don't just glance at it either. There's a lot for the eye to to catch. It's got our catchphrase on it. It's hockey and sneakers. It's got our alternate logos with the goalie, with the headset and the uh, defenseman with the headset as well. Um, It's got our official hit the deck uh, logo podcast on it and the HTD alternate logo which again was designed from Gary and uh, it, it's it's got a gray scheme which looks like concrete because that's what we play on as the base of the jersey with black trim and the uh, numbers are orange with black trim and look really really cool as is the name on the back so uh, I love it actually the so name on the back is black with orange trim oh okay I can't see I'm, <laughs> I'm just I happen to be looking at it now so okay. I'm just telling you Awesome. So great stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. You are quite welcome. Enjoy it. And uh, as I've already told you twice, uh, I know I'm repeating myself, but wear it in good health. Will do. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play in it then. So I'll just wear it like we're going to go ice skating and stuff like that. So maybe I'll just wear it like that. As I said, James, wear it. Don't (laughs) wear it. You know, crumple it up in a ball and throw it in the back of your closet. Whatever. It's yours. It's your gift to do it as you see fit. Oh, and by the way, it was presented to me in a replica Stanley Cup, which Gary designed and has his world famous popcorn inside, too. So it was instead of having champagne in the cup itself was this awesome jersey. So that was even a nicer surprise and thank you so much i think calling what i made a replica is being incredibly generous it's something that i put together out of canisters and a bowl from the 99 cent store and painted silver so um you know yes it is visually reminiscent of the stanley cup but i really i would under no circumstances call it a replica because that's just insulting to the most beautiful trophy in all sports so, James, you said that you were going to plan on wearing your brand new jersey on the ice when we go ice skating later. We, I believe, will be going to the World Ice Arena uh, in Flushing Meadow Park, which is a great facility that we frequent once in a while. But uh, we are also looking forward to finding out what happened with the Kingsbridge Armory Ice Hockey Palace, which we mentioned was under negotiations 
if we, we mentioned this back all the way going back to Hit the Deck 11 in April. So if you've been listening to us since then, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, you know what this story is all about. It was basically, it was uh, Mark Messier had a ownership group and they were trying to kind of renovate the Kingsbridge Armory into like the, basically the world's biggest uh, ice hockey facility with like 11 ranks or something to that effect. And it was being held up in court as to whether or not they could secure the funding and whether they could get the rights to the, to use the, the space. So James, do you have an update on that by any chance? The closest that we can come up with is an article that was published back in June of this year it was the follow-up story to what Gary said, the original story back in April. And exactly, it's, it's nonsense, New York City politics that's still holding things up, of course. The city continues to ransom the 99-year lease for the property itself. The city is looking for $158 million up front by the developer, Kingsbridge National Ice Center, to get the project started. So nothing is even started yet. And as Gary said, this is going to be a, an immense undertaking to tip a cap to our favorite wrestler, too, by the way. But uh, they, they have to start doing it soon or else, I mean, Lord knows how long it's going to take to renovate the place and then build the ice rinks and get it ready for people to enjoy. But uh, Ken Parker, who leads the Kingsbridge National Ice Center Development Group and, as Gary mentioned, Mark Messier, they already have the loan from the Empire State Development Corp Corporation, so the $158 million. So we don't know what's the true story there or what's going on that the city just wants their money, I guess, so they could line their pockets with it or whatever the case is. And they're claiming that they don't have it. So Mark Messier and Mr. Parker say they do and they gave it in and they got the loan and everything's good to go. So now they have a deadline. I think February of 2017 will know what the status will be before they even start renovating the place and cleaning it out as it is it's a huge facility so. that is coming up very quickly yes. so uh i i hope they're able to get this thing done but it doesn't look like they have a lot of leeway if they run into any more roadblocks Ex so uh <laughs> so i don't know and i'm with you and that's what's so frustrating being regular citizens of this wonderful city new york and seeing the nasty underbelly of how things get done or don't get done and uh, we've said this before, Bob Hope had an excellent quote about New York City, and this was years and years ago, that it would be a great city when it's finally done being constructed. <laughs> and uh, as Gary and I, lifelong New Yorkers, know that things like the BQE and the MTA, the, the subway system, they're always in disrepair, bridges and tunnels and things like that. And there's always, it seems like people trying to fix them and upkeep them, but they always end up, like we said, in disrepair again. So this is just one measly example as to how things don't get done around here. And, and it's quite frustrating. Hopefully they get it together. Everybody's happy. There's judges involved now. This is going to be up in the Bronx and things. So give us a reason to go up there. And that would be at the, uh, the, the Ice Palace. So hopefully they get things done and they could build it quickly and efficiently. And we have another place to go enjoy hockey and ice skating in general. Your lips to God's ears, James. There you go. So that's something to look forward to in 2017, I hope. Yeah, knock on wood. So another thing that we were talking about trying to tie up loose ends is a couple of hit the decks ago, we mentioned that the Vegas Golden Knights 
the newest addition to the NHL, have officially announced their team name and logo and, and color scheme. And that went off without a hitch back in November. Until the U.S. Patent Office came to step in. Again, more fun politics from this wonderful country. And we just went through a brutal election and stuff like that. So this just kind of gives you an idea of how broken the uh, elect, well, politics in general are. And uh, especially in this country as uh, there's, there's so much access to it and you could see it before you as opposed to closed doors and things like that. So the weird thing is, and to me, in my opinion, this is a complete joke. The U.S. Patent Office is claiming now it's not even a major team that they're saying is holding things up with with the Vegas Golden Knights. The name, I think, is fine. And the the colors, it's gold and and black and there's some red and stuff, apparently. But from the alternate logo that was shown, it's a helmet with a V in the middle for the face, you know, for the eyes and mouth to, to, to show. If you haven't seen it before, we've posted it up on our Facebook page and places in Twitter as well. So you can go check it out there. This looks to me, just from looking at it, this screams crest to me. Like, this looks like it's something that would probably be on the the jersey or at least one jersey as, um, you know, the, just like. The main feature on the center chest of the, the jersey. Completely agree. That's a great point. Yeah, because it's a helmet on a shield and the V for Vegas. So everything seems cool. They did everything they were supposed to do properly. The owners of the Golden Knights and waited to announce things in November 22nd, which everybody knew was going to happen. So they did everything they were supposed to do. They went through the motions. There was no surprise. And then all of a sudden, the U.S. Patent Office decides that a college, and I believe it's upstate New York, the College of St. Rose, they are also known as the Golden Knights, and their logo doesn't look anything like the Vegas NHL team. It is, looking at the two logos in comparison, it is also a knight, uh, and it's also facing you head-on, and that's where the similarity ends. Yeah, Gary. Like, the, the helm looks nothing like the helm that the knight is wearing in in the St. Rose logo it's like it's not it looks nothing like it i i i can't be more plain than that i can't imagine why they would the visor looks nothing like the the visor on the other logo there's there's no reason why they should have denied it based on that other logo it, to me, it seems like it's a silly formality or something like that, because exactly right. This is the best example that they could come up with. And as Gary was saying before, obviously, it's no secret that he and I are big New York Rangers fans. So, yeah, the New York Rangers of the NHL. I don't think they've ever been confused with the Texas Rangers of the MLB, right? No, not only so. maybe in Google searches if you're vague enough. But, <laughs> you know, in terms of substantive conflict of interest no they're 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 not there's no confusion it's like it's like when the uh the world wrestling federation had to stop calling itself the wwf because the world wildlife foundation had a problem with them using those letters like nobody's gonna confuse the panda people and the people who chokeslam dudes and you know put them through tables like it's completely different get over yourself Amen to that. Excellent, excellent point. Do you know, James, uh, you're, you have more details about this case than I do. Do you know if the St. Rose team lodged any kind of formal complaint that had anything to do with this? Or was it just that the patent office Googled Golden Knights and was like, oh, there's already a team with that name. So no, thank you. 
from what I could tell, I don't think the school had anything to do with anything. I, I, I it's totally so agree. stupid. And, it's so stupid. Right. And and the they came up with this name because it's in homage for the army. That's the army's team and mascots and logos. And I believe the paratroopers are known as the Golden Knights, too, specifically. But uh, the owner of the, the, the Vegas team graduated from West Point and he served this country uh, with the army and he loves the army and has so much pride for it. And that's the whole reason why to pay homage to one of the factions that keeps us safe. He came up with the Golden Knights name and logo and stuff. And, and he has connections there. I'm sure he went through everything, probably asked for permission and, and made sure everything was cool. I don't think that the school had anything to do with this from what mm-hmm. I could tell. And there's no, I mean, it's, it's, I'm assuming it's a Catholic or a Christian university. So, uh, being St. Rose, I don't think that they'd look to cause any trouble either. And just speaking of the army, from what I remember, the army's logo looks a heck of a lot more like the Vegas logo than the St. Rose one does. And they didn't cite that as a conflict. It just, it doesn't make any sense. No, on, on any, on any way you slice it. And that's the excuse that the U.S. Patent Office said is that the uh, logo, the, the, the name and the color schemes are alike. We'll put these up on our Facebook and Twitter pages too. So you could see for yourselves. But as Gary said, the, the shade of gold is much different on the hockey team as opposed to the, the college. Uh, the, the college Golden Knights looks more yellow to me than gold. And right, there's different designs of the the helmets, and it's really uh, no. The U.S. Patent Office has nothing to to stand on with this, and I don't understand why they're wasting time with it. Yeah. All right. Well, so. we'll put it up on our website and or you know Facebook, and yeah. uh, you can judge for yourself. And if you disagree with us, if you have a compelling argument for why they shouldn't be able to use that logo, please let us know at hitthedeck at gmail dot com or you know, leave a comment on Facebook or tweet at us at Hit the Deck Pod, please. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, sir. Explain and this to us because we just don't get it. Right. Maybe we'll we'll ask Giggy too, as he's our uh, uh, LIQ lawyer. But um, yeah, he may be uh, too nervous uh, about getting injured before his wedding to weigh in. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, the Vegas Golden Knights have a deadline of June 2017 of next year to get this all settled and done. So, cause Gary and I are curious to see what the jerseys are going to look like. I agree. Gary came up with a great point that the helmet logo with the V in it is probably the crest that'll be on the Jersey itself. So we're looking forward to that and hopefully they just get this out of the way and we could move on and be happy. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, 2016 has been a heck of a year, James. I don't, I, it's, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this year. It's just, it's been, I think, I know this is far from a unique sentiment. I know a lot of people feel this way, but it just, you know, <laughs> please feel free to let the door hit you on the way out 2016. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're, we're done with you. We're, we're sick of you. Go away and never come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we welcome 2017 with open arms and hope it's, in a lot of ways, uh, much better than 2016. So, but... It wasn't all bad, which I guess you could probably say for most everybody, with the exception of some really, really horrible human beings. But for the highlights that we picked and choose from 2016, just sticking with the deck hockey world, we're not going to, like, for example, for Gary and I are big, 
baseball fans and we love Mike Piazza. So him, Mike Piazza getting inducted into the Hall of Fame was a great thing. That was nice. And and a couple of other great things that happened. But again, I'm sure everybody's sick and tired of hearing how many huge celebrities have met their maker this year for for whatever reason. It's just been really odd and... And yeah, like Gary said, there's still some days left to 2016, too. So. Yeah, we're recording this on the 29th, so there's still a couple days left for 2016 to kick us in the teeth. Yeah, but uh, it's really, really odd. But for the good things of that year, of this year, for as it uh, has its few days remaining, is this very podcast. And uh, I just want to thank Gary so much for getting it off the ground and coming up with the idea and recording it and doing all of this great stuff and hopefully entertaining all of you people out there. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Well, uh, again, thank you, James, for doing all the legwork on putting together the podcast and making sure we actually have things to talk about. So that, you know, thank you. Thank you for keeping me around to, to feel useful. So I appreciate that. Um, Especially want to thank our guests over the year too, Mike and Brad of the LIQ George from Rocky Sullivan's and the man responsible for hockey at Rocky's deck hockey tournament, Sam Chima from Snipe Town, and Jason and Rob, our latest guests from Top Shelf of the Mafo Deck Hockey League. And of course, Gary's great talents, which he's uh, displayed throughout the year with his excellent editing skills, especially the, the Christmas scrimmage. I hope you heard that because that was so much fun listening to the post-production where Gary put in so many great clips of the music we were talking about and the very clever uh, drops that he used, which made me laugh out loud. So I hope it did for you too. Really clever stuff. Very funny, very enjoyable. And it's about 30 minutes or so, give or take the podcast. So you could listen to that real quickly and really enjoy it and, and really bask in the greatness that is the American Rhino. So thank you for that. That is, of course, if you're not like me and, and you still feel like you can celebrate Christmas in, in some regard after the 25th. My wife is like that. But uh, for me, you know, once once it hits midnight on the 26th, it's it's done. It's you know, we're, we're done It Christmas. I'll see you next November. Yeah, I, I I'm with your wife on that, but uh, I'm more with you because I always like I said, I get that post 25th blues mm-hmm. and it's just so sick. I hear you. If there were two days that we could just eliminate from existence, it would be December 26th and the 27th. And for all the people that were born on those <laughs> days, I apologize. And there are some great people that I know that are born on the 26th, but they're by far the most depressing days for me. And it takes me a while to, to get back up after. Yeah. Boxing Day, which is yeah. the 26th, it's is true. actually my grandparents' anniversary. So. Yeah. So again, there's a lot of good stuff out there too. And I guess we have to be grateful for still being alive and move on and all that. <laughs> yeah. There, it seems like a lot of people can't say that. Yeah. Right. Especially <laughs> after this year. So. <laughs> oh man. But Did uh, anything else good happen this year, James? Yeah, a couple of good things, a couple of good things, especially in, in our little world. The LIQ website, which was done up by Brad himself, I think that was great. And we actually added some new players because of that and joined the league. So that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Um, and much appreciated as well. Uh, some great games that we've participated in yeah, and played in over true. the year, uh, deck hockey games. There are plenty of highlights, too, that uh, Gary is too humble to admit um, from playing in the uh, Hockey at Rockies tournament in April, I believe it was, in horrible weather, by the way. It was just terrible conditions, and Gary was stolen from us by another team, which he really showed off how good he really is. And that's a credit to any player who's on a team that is good, but not as good as he is. 
And Gary is an excellent goalie. And one of the most exciting games, deck hockey games I've ever witnessed in my life was this particular one in the Hockey at Rockies tournament back in April. Where would you guys win two to one? I think. Yeah, I think in overtime yeah. we scored the tying goal with literally seconds left in the game. Literally seconds left, and the how Gary kept the puck out of his net in those waning seconds was just absolutely phenomenal, and it yeah. was just one of those games where other people were playing in another game competing, but anybody else, you just kind of. You saw a bigger crowd kind of gathering around and paying attention to it. It was end-to-end, nonstop action. I don't know how you did what you did, but plus the fact that, again, the weather was so bad. Were your glasses getting fogged up too, by the way? You know, when you're outside for a long time, uh, the glasses... Like when the glasses get fogged up when you first walk outside because the glasses are warmer than the outside... Um, so unless you're making an effort to like breathe up into your glasses, they're not going to get fogged up. They were very wet because it was raining quite a bit, but, uh, they weren't fogging. Okay. But not to mention the fact, yeah, that was, that, I, I forget offhand, but it was, it was easily after Gary had already participated in three or four games or something. Then he, because our team was in a bye at that particular time. So we were waiting to play another game. But. Yeah. Well, I really, I, I was just trying to kind of, I was just trying to be good enough to warrant playing on that team because th- that team had played us in a previous game with a different goalie and they beat the pants off of us handily. So like I was just trying to hang with them, honestly. Well, you made the LIQ very proud and, and you did us very well, by the way. And, uh, and honestly, I think it was just one of those games where you, f- you know, you get lucky and you get hot. And in the same time, I, I had during warmups for that game, we didn't have a lot of warmups, but during warmups for that game, I, I made a save with the shaft of my stick. And, and, you know, that's just one of those things that you just, you do because you're just lucky and hot at the same time. And, you know, when, when that happens, you just ride it. And otherwise, uh, you know, on another day or even another game, uh, I could have I could have sunk us. So, well, your your humility is showing again. But uh, again, many incredible saves from glove saves to blocker saves to stick saves. And again, they're very loose offsides, too. So there's a lot of time when there's just a lot of bodies in front of you. And Gary just did everything he could to keep that puck out and did a great job. It was Three solid periods of facing because that team that that you beat, I believe they won the tournament, right? Were they not the defending champions? I don't even remember who I won think the tournament. They were. And just guys that look like they have ice hockey experience too. So they had great endurance and good plays. A few breakaways, Gary stopped, and just phenomenal, phenomenal display. The only thing that I'm really upset about is that there's no footage of it because. It may sound like I'm exaggerating, and Gary is way too humble to admit how great he played, and and his teammates too. It was a really tight game. I mean, three goals scored for the whole game is really quite rare in deck hockey, and especially in that tournament with the amount of good players. So that's a huge credit to both goalies, and especially you for getting the victory, and especially hanging on with that uh, insane... It looked like, I, I believe they pulled the goalie too, so there was a six on whatever... Yeah, and you, you you made sure that that puck was not going in, and it did not go in your net. So well done. That was a huge highlight of 2016, and it was a pleasure to have witnessed that. All right. Well, 
Thank you, James. And then back in the LIQ, we've had many, many a great game. Yeah, um, no, we've had some very competitive games this year and some some games that I really want to forget. But we also had some, some really, really uh, knockdown, drag out, barnstormers of uh, games. And I want to thank everybody who competed on both sides of the ball for those because, you know, we when when the other teams plays well you have to play well to elevate your game to to hang with them and and i think uh we had a lot of guys step up and you know that's that's when the games are the most fun when everybody shows up to play so as long as it doesn't get too heated and you know it's still a friendly game then i i I think even even when you lose those games it's that much harder but when you're playing them it's it's magic Really, and it's a credit to everybody of the LIQ, especially the goalies. So obviously you know how good Gary is, but Craig has been consistently good ever since he's joined the LIQ, and he's the reason, one of the reasons why we even participated in the Hockey at Rockies tournament at all, by the way. Um, and obviously Mike Margiata has just been there from the beginning and, and just has gotten better and better as the years have gone on. And even Brad, the guy that does everything, not only – is he an excellent scorer and playmaker? He's a great defenseman, by the way, blocking shots and things. Yeah, Brad is kind of the prototypical two-way player. Yeah, excellent center. Face-offs, too. And Brad doesn't even like to play center. He prefers wing, actually. <laughs> Whatever he wants to do is fine with us, uh, as long as he's on our team. But I hate playing against him, and I hope that he you takes that as both, a compliment. <laughs> But he's also a great goalie. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate you, Brad. Yeah. We, we, I hate you from the bottom of my heart. Nobody we, should be that talented. So. But all the guys over there, too, and especially guys like Carlos, who can just dominate a game all by himself if he wants to. Just an excellent teammate. Good guy all around. And uh, Brett has a great shot, has improved on it, too. Not that he had a lot to improve on, either. It's amazing to see good people get better, and that's a testament to anybody who's played out there because you need to practice and you need to stay at it and improve, and that only makes everybody around them get better too, hopefully, like Gary was saying. Yeah, I really I want to just give an extra bit of uh, credit to Brett for being another excellent two-way player. Uh, there's very few people that I play with that will consistently jump in the crease if I'm out of position because I went tried to make a save or something. And Brett is always one of those guys who will stand in the net if I'm not there and, you know, try and block whatever shots may come if I, I'm not back yet. So, you know, good on you, Brett. He's, he, he hustles on both sides of the ball, and that's really important. And he's another humble guy, too, where he's has a great shot and an accurate shot, too. So I think he's finally starting to unleash that a little bit more, and that's not fun to block or get in the way of either if I'm even quick enough to, because there's been a couple of times when he's blown it right by me. <laughs> so uh, good guy all around, a great player too. Rob, of course, is the reason why we play at all, right? I mean, isn't he the one that started the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, kind of. We, Yes, we've talked about this before, but this all kind of the, the LIQ concept goes back to a 4th of July barbecue where we just decided to take out the net and, and start you know, messing around or, or actually I think the nets were gone. I think it was just crates, but we, we decided to take out some sticks and just start messing around. And then we scheduled an actual game by his house. And then, you know, the LIQ was born out of that. So 
Yeah, so Rob, another guy with great hands and, and a lot of skills and a good teammate. And Iggy, of course, uh, when he's hot, he's just unstoppable. That guy could put the ball through uh, eye of a thimble if, if he's really going well. So um, great energy, too, and back and forth. So those are just the guys that we play with most often, and that's why we're able to really appreciate their great talent. So if I've forgotten anybody, I apologize. Nothing personal. But uh, it is more... not an intentional slight. Absolutely not. So uh, just trying to tip our cap to the guys that have really stepped up and made their play and our play better. And we appreciate it. So hopefully with that website that we mentioned before, the LIQ website, that uh, other people who have joined and have fit in very well because it's a it's a good bunch of talented guys. So to come in, we're not trying to intimidate anybody. We're not looking to brag or anything like that. You're, you're going to come in. You're going to have fun. You're going to get your ice time. Even if we play with substitutions, everybody has a, a, an equal amount of play. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, great things that Gary has done with the iPhone where we have timed periods, and uh, it, it's announced and things, so you know how many minutes the last minute of the period is, and things like that makes it a lot better. Pops, hopefully he'll be back to 100% too. Uh, if he decides to play again, we'd love to have him back because we miss him. I don't think that's happening, James. Uh, but uh, the times that he has come out to ref, it's been very helpful, very fair, and that makes it a lot more fun, too. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate all you guys and girls out there. If uh, any females want to join, you're more than welcome as well. So great stuff. What do we have to look forward to in 2017? 2017, we'll go over to the big clubs of the NHL. The uh, Centennial Classic Outdoor Game will be played, I believe, on uh, January 1st between the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs. It's an outdoor game, and that's always fun to watch and root for, so looking forward to that. It is the 100th anniversary of the NHL as well, so the All-Star Game is coming up in January around the Great One's birthday, and they're going to announce the All-Centennial team so I'm sure Gretzky's going to be there on that team, yeah. among others. You think? I don't know. Well, maybe. Uh, he, that guy may just squeak in. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Gordie Howe anymore, mm-hmm. which we lost him in 2016, but I'm sure he'll be smiling down on all of the greats as his name is announced as well. I, as, I would imagine Yaramir Yager, who's, uh, I think, probably the only active player who was in the NHL 100 years ago that... Uh, I'm, has I'm played with against yeah. both. Yeah, I'm teasing, of course, but yeah, he's uh, he just recently passed um, who was it, Mark Messier, for the all-time assists, second place on the all-time assists. Uh, points, I think. Was it points? Yeah. Oh, points. My mistake. Um, sorry, Yari. He just passed Mark Messier for second place all-time uh, as the NHL's uh, on, the, on the NHL's point list. So. Good for him. Absolutely. And finally, for both 2016 going into 2017, thank you, the listener, especially Sue and Brad out there. We appreciate you so much. We hope that we've entertained you. And please continue to stay with us during the next year and tell your friends. Hopefully this could get a little bit bigger, as Gary and I will always try and bring you our A-game and we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we we really want Hit the Deck to be your source for deck hockey and just hockey in general related entertainment. So uh, please spread the good word. And it, hey, if there's something you want us to talk about on the podcast, again, please hit us up at hitthedeck at gmail.com and uh, you know, tweet at us, Facebook, anything. We, we are always open to constructive feedback and you know we want to hear from you. So please consider 
contacting us, and uh, hopefully we can collectively keep this going in 2017 and beyond. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, And you, the listener, I hope that as well. We will be back next week, knock on wood, for the first Hit the Deck of the New Year, which will be Hit the Deck episode 40. In the meantime, one more time, I will reiterate, please contact us, hit the deck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hit the deck pod. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Check us out on our Podbean site at hitthedeck.com. Thank you so much, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sejazi for music used in the podcast, for the LIQ for sound effects. Thank you to you, the listener, for listening always, always, always and forever. We value your support. James, what have I forgotten to tell them? Uh, I don't think you forgot anything, but just uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram on at Hit the Deck as well. And again, thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, sir. And finally, as we go into the new year, I know 2016 was a very frustrating year at times. And I know sometimes it makes you just want to kick somebody in the teeth. But in those times, remember that 2017 is a new year. There is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow ahead of us, as Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress reminds us. And in those times, please, 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 I urge you to take the high road and remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Edit that out. Edit that whole thing out. So go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I don't have to edit anything out. I, we could. We'll just roll with it.